Hey, listeners, before we start the show, we just wanted to let you know that Under Understood is once again putting up a team for 90FM Trivia. That's the quote-unquote world's largest trivia contest. Our community participated last year from all over the world, and it was such a great weekend. The contest this year is happening over the weekend of April 8th through the 10th. If you'd like to get involved, stick around during the break in the middle of this episode for more details. We would love for you to participate. Now, here's the show. This is Under Understood. Hey, friends. Hello. Hi, Billy. Our fourth co-host, Adrian, is still out, still on parental leave. Yes. But good news. Mm-hmm. I've been working very hard on a new segment for Under Understood. Oh, no. A new segment? That's right. A new segment. Billy, I feel like every one of your stories begins by saying this is a new segment. Yeah. So they're just stories. Well, I have good news for you. Yeah. Is it good news? Because this is a new segment and it's called, what am I looking at here? (laughs) Huh? What? What am I looking at here? I forgot. I'm really busy tonight. Um, I don't think I can. (laughs) I don't think I can do this. (laughs) Okay. On Under Understood, we normally explore questions that the internet can't answer. Mm-hmm. But on what am I looking at here, <laughs> we take strange, sometimes unbelievable information that listeners find online, and we look into what's really going on with it. Today's edition of What Am I Looking At Here comes from a question sent in by a listener. Hello. Hey, Kevin, can you hear me? Yes, uh, I can. I don't get to say this very often, but a long-time listener, first-time caller. That's Kevin Purdy. Good name. If you follow technology news at all, there's a good chance that you're familiar with some of his work. I'm a writer and editor at iFixit, the repair site and how-to manual for fixing things. Prior to that, I worked for Wirecutter and Lifehacker and a few other publications like that. Mm. He's actually since taken a new job with the website Carbon Switch. But Kevin wrote in to us about something odd that he found on the website Import Yeti. Import Yeti. It's actually a very cool website. You may have seen it actually on TikTok. Here's an insanely powerful website that you should know about. It's become very popular on TikTok. Secret websites billionaires don't want you to know about part one. Here's how to find the manufacturers for top global brands. What's something that should be illegal in e-commerce that isn't? Come with me and I'll show you how to get the same supplies as your favorite brands. So basically, this is a website you can go to, type in the name of a company, and then in a very nicely laid out way, it shows you shipments that that company is receiving from overseas. Oh. So you can see what a company is shipping and then where it's coming from, essentially. Oh, yeah, that's not on my For You page. (laughs) Go to importyeti.com, type in a company name. I'm going to do Lululemon. Now you're going to get a list of all the different suppliers that they use. You can now get Lululemon on panties on the dollar without the logo. This site basically popped up over the pandemic, and there are a lot of commercial tools that essentially do what it does. But this one is free. It's very easy to use. So it just became very popular very quickly. And Kevin sent in a question about something on Import Yeti that he said completely stopped his day when he saw it. My coworker, uh, Mel, brought it to my attention. Mel was talking to me and she said something like, oh, and by the way, could you please write a blog post about why Apple is the largest importer of deodorant? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. What? Why is Apple, the computer company, <laughs> the largest shipper of deodorant? <laughs> and that's a sentence that shuts down every other running process in your brain. Because you're like, I'm sorry. And then she's like, yeah, look at this chart. So I'd like you both to go on Import Yeti right now. Okay. Gladly. ImportYeti.com. What a great logo. And search for Apple, Apple Inc., you know, the company that makes iPhones and MacBooks. Mm. And if you click into it and then scroll down, you'll see a type of chart that's usually called a tree map. Oh, yeah. I always think of uh, Grand Perspective with these charts. What's Grand What's Grand Perspective? It's like one of those really old programs that's like never been updated, but like if you just want to see what is taking up space on your hard drive, oh, and yeah. it just shows you in like one of these things where you can see like, oh, that's a really big file. What is that? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's meant to show both quantity and hierarchy. So in your example, it might be like there's a big block for movies, right. and then there's a block inside of that that, you know, if you were like John, it would be like uh, episodes of the cartoon Doug or something. It's like a large <laughs> chunk inside of there. <laughs> okay. All right. There is a very large chunk here that says 3307.20 personal deodorants and antiperspirants, parentheses, essential oils, and pre-shave shaving. It's the biggest chunk in this in this diagram. Yeah. What is this a, a graph of? These are the things that Apple is importing to the United States. Yes, via sea freight. And so we have other things like lithium. Like batteries, microphones and stands, static converters, headphones and earphones. Um, sorry, beer made from malt is also a large chunk. <laughs> Other fermented <Yes>. beverages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you notice anything else odd on there? Nuclear reactors? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, I didn't. That one I didn't even notice. Huh. Mm-hmm. And then there's also toys, games, and merry go rounds. <laughs> Merry-go-rounds, boat swings, shooting galleries, and other fairground amusements. Yeah. Traveling circuses, traveling menageries, traveling theaters, parts and accessories thereof. (laughs) Apple, what is up? (laughs) These are all pretty odd, right? Yes. Yeah, it seems like maybe some of this, like some of this makes sense, and some of this feels like it maybe is like misattributed. Like, where does it come from? Yeah, I don't know exactly. And I asked Kevin that question. And unfortunately, he wasn't able to help too much on that front either. What is, what's what's happening? What's going on here? Why, why does the company that sells disposable $200 headphones importing nuclear reactors, is this, <laughs> is this the last, last stage of capitalism? <laughs> yeah, those are very strange. Unfortunately, um, my, my coworker, uh, Mel, uh, was the one who knows about this more. I am the... The wordsmith. I'm the guy who talks a lot. Uh, do you think we can get Mel on this call? If you, yes. I, How do I, I have a send? Yeah, I have like I could send you a link to send to her. Okay. Here. So we wrote Mel into the call. Mm-hmm. It took a little bit, and I did get a little distracted trying to prove my nerd cred yeah, to Kevin. I, I, I might oh, switch no. to something else. I actually like have started using Firefox as my main browser lately. I do like Firefox too. Um, I just, I, uh, yeah. Is Mel here? Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. She's waiting to get in. I got to approve her. Hello, Mel. Hello. How are you? Good. Hi. Thank you for jumping on this call. Sure. As Kevin pointed out, Mel is no stranger to this kind of data. 
So I've worked in operations and logistics for multiple manufacturers for about 10 years now. I'm closer probably almost to 15 now. And so import-export data, public record, I've always just thought it was something kind of interesting. And one day someone told me about Import Yeti. They showed a lot more without you having to go through and download a spreadsheet. You didn't need to have a well-founded knowledge of import codes, export codes, HS codes. So it really made it a more consumer-friendly, right-in-front-of-you version compared to the other sites where you really have to dig into the information. Then I started poking around at some of the different categories that they were in and thought, you know, I'll start looking up some of the more common electronics people. It's the industry I work in, it's kind of interesting. Google, nothing that interesting. Samsung, nothing that interesting. And then I get over to Apple and it was kind of like, that's really interesting. <laughs> so Mel knows enough about this stuff that she actually could explain some of the strange categories. Most of these would be pretty normal. Um, of course, Apple being an electronics manufacturer, things that even fall into the nuclear um, and automatic categories, that's not unusual. Oh, sorry. I, I presented that as another mystery to find out, but you, okay, never mind. Wait, so what would the explanation for that be? Typically, it has something to do with some sort of testing, um, calibrating tools. A lot of those sometimes can fall under that. You can see it references mechanical, optical readers, machines for transcribing data. So there's a few different things that can fall under that one. But what Mel could not do was come up with a clear answer for why Import Yeti would show Apple as such a large importer of deodorant. Again, it's the largest block on their page. And if you click through on it, you will see... I will try that now. Click through on it. Let's see. Yeah, it shows... If, if you click it, it's like, okay, top suppliers and companies for that code, HS code 3307.20. <laughs> and number one is Apple with... 1,569 and then number two is Royal Caribbean Cruises at 837. By default, it's sorted by number of sea shipments, but you can also sort by number of TEU, which they say 20-foot containers shipped. Yeah, but no matter how you sort it, Apple is Apple's on the top. Apple's on top. One joke that's been going on, and there is some theories on the internet to back it up, is that Apple has some sort of store scent or packaging scent that they make. I will be honest, it's been probably about 10 years since I purchased an Apple product. But I did pull out my iPhone 3 this morning and smell it because <laughs> I was just curious. So it may have been too early in this whole saga for it to be scented, but compared to an old Samsung phone, it did not smell different this morning. <laughs> okay. So some context here. Kevin told me that their employer, iFixit, sort of mandates that they're not supposed to use devices for work that do not meet a certain repairability threshold. Oh. based on the scores that they assign. So a lot of employees there don't actually have any modern Apple products that they use for this reason. But anyway, this smell theory persisted. <laughs> lingered. It lingered <laughs> in, the in the air, you might say. <laughs> and Kevin kept asking people he knows about it. I, I shared this with one of my friends, and he I ruined his workday not mine, because I just mentioned it to him and then I went on with my day. And then hours later, I, I found out that he'd been like on Quora and Reddit and everywhere else. And there's one, yeah, there, there are people who claim that there's a scent. Kevin sent me to a page on Quora, you know, the 
Yahoo Answers for Yuppies. Oh, yeah. Very familiar. I I say this as someone who has a Quora account. (laughs) And check this out. Does Apple intentionally make its product's packaging smell compelling? Yes. Could one of you read the answer from user Samad? Yes. There are engineers that develop the fragrance you smell when you open an Apple product package. It's a complex scent with many different elements. Oh, Samad here, who answered the question, is listed as a former engineering technician at Apple. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. 841 answers on Quora, too. That seems very high. (laughs) Yeah, he's a very active user. (laughs) Yeah. It's just odd to me that there are seemingly no other traces of information about such a scent anywhere on the internet, except for this one Quora (laughs) user. And also, you would think if anyone would be the right people to be able to confirm or deny the existence of some specific thing Apple uses in the construction of its products, it would be people that work at iFixit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They asked around and under understood us. We were sort of their last resort. Oh, God. I sent it around to a few of my friends um, and former co-workers that are in the um, nerdier side of logistics and shipping. And a lot of them were like, you would have to download, I believe it's just over three quarters of a million shipments from something like 1,500 plus suppliers and go through all the data to really start looking at if there was an error with how Import Yeti was pulling data or if there was, you know, something else going on. And I'm emotionally invested enough to keep asking people if they know why, but I'm not emotionally invested enough to go through that much data. (laughs) This is why I come to you. We spend a lot of time thinking about Apple at iFixit because they are uh, sometimes a repair antagonist, but also like probably the largest repair market there is for devices. Yeah. And I had never considered whether the Apple Corporation would be the largest importer of deodorant. <laughs> I, I, I say I say if if I were to really dig into this, I'm not sure my employer would think it a great use of time. <laughs> Well, you've come to the perfect place. <laughs> that's that's why I'm here. So here's what I want to find out. What's going on with Import Yeti? Is Apple really one of the largest importers of deodorant? <laughs> and is there a secret Apple fragrance that is being used in Apple stores and or the boxes of Apple products? Are we gonna solve the beer part too while we're while we're on it? Or oh yeah, gonna... what's up? Let's yeah. Sure, yeah, I'll throw that in. I'll throw that. All in. right, cool, cool, cool. Thanks. Coming up, Billy goes sniffing for answers. listeners, it's John. Uh, Instead of the normal Patreon pitch this week, I want to let you know about an event that's coming up. Underunderstood is once again putting together a distributed team to participate in 90FM Trivia. Um, That may be the world's largest trivia contest. If you were listening a year ago, you know we participated last year and it it was seriously a joyful, joyful weekend. Here's what it is. For around three days, 24 hours a day, teams from all over the world, but mostly in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, compete to answer extremely obscure trivia questions. It's open book, 
Googling is allowed, um, but the questions are so specific that it's often difficult to find the answers before the time runs out. But despite all that, last year, the hive mind of underunderstood fans came through and we placed very well for a first-time team. We want to do that again. I cannot overstate how much fun this was, how great the community felt. It was really intense, but like in a very good, fun way. You should consider participating. If you'd like to join this year, head over to underunderstood.com slash trivia. That's a form you can fill out. You can sign up, get access to our Discord and email list. We'll provide you with all of the materials you need to participate. You do not need to be a patron to do this. We just ask that you come prepared with your obscure knowledge, Google skills, um, and maybe the ability to stay up at weird hours of the night. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, But go to underunderstood.com slash trivia to sign up and join the community. I can't wait. We all can't wait. Underunderstood.com slash trivia. Hope to see you in Discord. Okay, we're back. Hey. Hello. Do you have uh, Apple branded deodorant for us? What's that smell? The smell, I, well, I've actually been using my iPhone as deodorant for the past few weeks. Ooh. Oh, how's that working out? Not good. Not good. Okay. Yeah. But I have answers. Hmm. The first thing that I wanted to do is confirm the existence of a unique smell, whether Apple is pumping that smell into their stores or their products or not. I've had a lot of Apple devices over the years. I can't say I really have noticed a smell when opening a new device. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, I don't think I have either. Mm-hmm. But we all know a lot of people in this world. We all used to work at The Verge. We know people who spend a lot of time obsessing over every little detail when it comes to consumer electronics. So I called up one person who I thought would know for sure if Apple products smell different than others. Hi, Joanna. Hi, Billy. I'm nervous. (laughs) Don't be nervous. Uh... I, like I don't to, know what you're going to ask me about. Uh, you know, usually okay. people like tell me what they're what I'm going to be <laughs> on their podcast about, but I have no idea. So just just be nice to me. <laughs> that is Joanna Stern. Listeners may know her from the massively popular videos she does at the Wall Street Journal. She is both the senior personal technology columnist and the executive editor of video over there. I can't believe she agreed to be on the podcast and you didn't even tell her what she was going to be talking to you about. <laughs> we just have that kind of relationship. Like, wow. <laughs> I mean, I haven't spoken to Joanna in forever, but I also sort of largely owe my career to her. Yeah. You know, she trusted me and encouraged me when I was just like a child. Yeah, exactly. Long before anyone should have trusted me as a producer. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, why, why not ask her for more? um so you you called me to ask me why apple is shipping deodorant a lot of deodorant to the u.s (laughs) yeah exactly Uh uh-huh um why wouldn't i talk to you i i i this is i i don't know i'm sort of speechless because i i'm taking so much uh in right now from looking at this chart and uh also merry-go-rounds and boat swings shooting is another thing on uh-huh. a box here. Uh, so Joanna's initial reaction, you know, as a journalist was pretty much just skepticism. She was like, what is this site? What is this data? 
Where is this coming from? And why is it called Import Yeti? We didn't ask that question. <laughs> That's also mm-hmm. a very important question. And we'll get into all of that, but I I had really just called her to talk about the smell of Apple products. <laughs> One theory is that there is actually a scent mm-hmm. included mm-hmm. in Apple packaging Okay. when you open I, it up. Have you heard of this? Well, I'm obsessed with that scent. Oh. And maybe that's why you <laughs> called me. I don't okay. know if you, I mean, you remember. I, I just feel like if anyone would be aware of it, it would be you. Well, I felt like that's actually, like, that's where my mind went with, like, why the hell is Billy calling me about this? <laughs> so I used to review laptops, right? Yeah. Or I still review laptops sometimes. It's not my my main gig anymore, though. When I get to review a laptop, I'm probably at my happiest. And I became obsessed with, like, this laptop box smells so good, right? Like, and I, I, I would tweet about it and I think it made it into some reviews. Like, it's just like better than a new car smell. Like, oh, it smells so good. How would you describe it? What type of smell is it? It's just, sometimes it's like a mix of, it, it does kind of smell like a new car in some ways. It's like fresh metal plastic leather Fresh metal plastic leather. <laughs> Joanna is not alone in her fandom of the smell. It's definitely a thing. I think some company makes a candle that uh, smells like Apple devices, right? Yes. There's a company, 12 South. Oh, yeah. They make really nice sort of premium Apple accessories. 12 South created a candle that was supposed to mimic the smell of opening a new Mac. I remember seeing this when they when they started selling it, and I was baffled because I I swear to you I I've opened a fair number of Apple products in my life and I, I there is no scent like I don't uh, perceive anything when I open one I I hear what you're saying but I trust Joanna she has sniffed a lot of laptops <laughs> she says it's a thing and it's I I think other enthusiasts especially Mac enthusiasts seem to agree with that. Does 12 South's new Mac candle really smell like a freshly opened Apple product? Let's see. <laughs> this is a video. This is a video review Wait, of the candle. what was that sound effect? Can you play that sound effect after the intro one more time? Sure. It's like wow. a, if a book farted underwater. <laughs> I'd say like a fantasy book. Like if a fantasy book farted. <laughs> <laughs> this is a video review of the 12 South Mac, new Mac candle that the website 9to5Mac did. This candle supposedly smells like a brand new Apple product when you first unbox it. You know how the Apple products smell. They have that distinct smell that, I don't know, it's it's unmistakable. And the smell does remind me of a new Mac product. It doesn't smell exactly like a freshly opened Mac or iPhone, for instance. It does smell slightly like a new Mac but more than that, it just smells clean and fresh and just pleasant to the nose. It's, it's You can find plenty of comments around the internet from people who love the smell of new Apple products. I found TikToks of people smelling their freshly opened boxes. It's definitely a thing. Is that is that scent like a designed thing or is it like a byproduct of these materials being like sealed up and what, you know? Right. Yeah, I think you're right. The question that really remains here is if that smell is an engineered thing or not. And that was something that Joanna was not sure of. 
If I was reporting this story, obviously I would go to Apple. I would ask them this. They would likely laugh in my face um, and (laughs) maybe they wouldn't respond to me. I don't know. For the record, Apple has not laughed in my face. I have reached out multiple times for a comment on this and they have not (laughs) responded to me. (laughs) So Maybe if you led with the nuclear reactors, they would laugh in your face. (laughs) No, maybe the FBI would be coming wrong. (laughs) We're on a list. I mean, I guess the other thing I would do, I'll share the secret here. I I always think if you can speak with someone who works at Apple, whether it be, honestly, even the Apple store, some geniuses or ex-geniuses are always a good place to start. I mean, this site is fascinating. I don't know if you're on this page, but the second to last one is Red Stripe, the beer in, in Jamaica. Right. Is that Tim Cook's favorite beer? I wish I, I wish I knew. That's a whole other story. I mean, this is just like a gold mine of possible stories. I'm jealous. I guess the main question is, where does this data come from? Taking Joanna's advice, I started to dig into the data a little bit. You can actually download a CSV file on Import Yeti for a given company. And I think the one for Apple has 6,519 entries. Hmm. And while I was parsing through all of that, I reached out to David Applegate, who is the founder of Import Yeti. Hi, Billy. How are you doing today? Hi, good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. You know, today is my first day ever wearing glasses. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I feel like a new man. So after talking a bit about optometry, (laughs) I told David that I had a question about Apple. And that immediately raised a red flag. Yeah, I, I know that coming like the back of my hand. I hope it's not the beer question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so David explained that people have raised the question about Apple seemingly importing large amounts of beer before. And it's a known error. Uh. There's no, you know, rules around how you name yourself when you import products. So Apple is Apple, Apple Inc., Apple Inc. with a period, Apple Inc. Incorporated. You know, it's just like there's a, literally a few thousand permutations across Apple. We had to figure out how we make that seem like one company. So what you do is you take, you know, um, the company name and then you correlate it across a ton of other factors, you know, put it through essentially machine learning. And occasionally it makes errors in name joints. And Apple shares a lot of warehouses with other companies. And if the dealer company has the name Apple as well, it could be like Apple cleaning products or Apple healthcare or something like that. The chances of us accidentally doing a name join goes through the roof. So in that CSV file that I downloaded, which I'll provide in the show notes, do either of you want it? Should I share it in Slack? It could be fun. Who am I kidding? I asked Regina (laughs) if she wants a CSV file. (laughs) I was going to say no, but... (laughs) So in this file, if you look up 220300, which is the code associated with beer that you see on Apple's page, you'll find that those entries are actually for a company called ASA Apple Inc. Not just Apple Inc. Huh. So do me a favor, Google that real quick. ASA, the letters ASA, Apple Inc. And and then tell me what you see on the right side of the page. It's in Elizabeth, New Jersey. And, and click into the pictures associated with that business. 
<laughs> it's Heineken. a Heineken uh, uh, warehouse, huh? The only photo associated with the business on Google is just... It's a truck full of Heineken. It's a giant truck stocked full of Heineken. And the and there's a logo on the Street View. It's, it's like a dumpy warehouse, and there's a logo on the side with a giant letter A and like... An image of an Apple, but not the Apple logo inside it. This is a different company, ASA Apple. It looks like it's uh, ASA Apple Inc. Transportation and Logistics Solutions. Right. Yeah. So clearly what's going on here is an error with joining the names of different companies. And David, or Dave as he goes by, was convinced that this is what was going on with the deodorant thing as well. So it's an error. They're not importing deodorant. But... But, whoa, 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 but, whoa, whoa, whoa. but it's pretty loud. Yep. Sorry. But <laughs> I challenged David on that because what I didn't tell him is that I had already gone through a bunch of the data and I saw that it was indeed Apple Inc. that was listed in these entries that were associated with the deodorant code and that those shipments were going to Apple retail hubs. Interesting. Let me look a little more into it while we're on the phone. There's a chance that it could not be then. So he started to look it up on his computer, uh, but David's very talkative so and great at multitasking, it seems. So <laughs> so he was diving deep into some, some data. He said he has access to more than what I'm able to see because what I'm able to see is filtered in some way. And I even went through the trouble of cross-referencing this data with another service that sells access to this kind of data. But there was one strange detail. There is a field where you can more manually enter a description of the item. So for the beer one, it's like X cases of Heineken beer or whatever. For these ones that are using the code that's associated with deodorant and are going to Apple, they're labeled in that field as personal computer. But where does that, uh, like, where does that data actually come from in the first place? I was wondering this too. So on Import Yeti... It actually comes from government records that can be obtained through Freedom of Information Act requests. Oh. When you import something in the United States via sea freight, you have to fill out a document called a bill of lading. You can essentially request this information, and it's extremely messy, large data that comes in CDs, about four gigabyte total, uh, 70 million lines. Traditionally, this was only something that was used by big companies, uh, e-commerce stores, and Fortune 500 companies. It's kind of a secret weapon to better understand how to import products. And so the question now in my mind is, why are these shipments labeled as personal computer being categorized with a code that is seemingly for deodorants and other similar products? So I was wrong. This is not a name joining error. So what I did was, is I essentially looked up the... Um, the uh, address. I then looked up the supplier, and the supplier is Tech Pro Shanghai, which is a subsidiary of Quanta Development Ltd., which is an authorized Apple, essentially, company. They make a lot of Apple stuff. Based on where these shipments were coming from, David told me that they're most likely computer components, probably for things like repairs. Oh. He explained that when Apple actually ships their flagship products to the U.S., it usually ships them via air. So normally you wouldn't even see those items accounted for in these kind of records, which are just items shipped via sea. Generally speaking, you would be moving your high-quality products via air. 
This actually changed a bit during the pandemic when Apple reportedly started shipping certain AirPods and older iPhone models via cargo ships because of COVID-related challenges with logistics. Mm. But David told me that it's hard to know for certain what all of these shipments actually are because, according to him, there aren't serious penalties for improper labeling of goods at this stage in the process. It's, this isn't a taxation document. That would be the commercial invoice. So there's really no penalty for saying something that's not true. Um, you just want to be in the ballpark. And the penalties for having the wrong HS code classification go through the roof if you're importing something that would be dangerous or something like that. But it typically doesn't matter if it's not dangerous. Now, if I say I'm importing a toy or I'm importing pins, there's no real problem with that. If I say I'm importing toys and it's heroin, there is a problem. You know, hmm. Because the word personal is in things, my guess is they're essentially automatically applying HS codes. This actually seems very plausible because another thing I noticed when going through this data on the paid service that I mentioned earlier is that if you go through sort of a raw feed of items that were labeled with the deodorant code, a lot of them have personal effects written in the description field, oh. which is, you know, it's mostly a term used in legal contexts. People don't use the term personal effects really colloquially. But it essentially means personal items, including things like toiletries. So this kind of similarity between phrases, personal computer, and personal effects can easily trigger a mislabeling of these items. You know, they're just doing an HS code auto-suggest, filling out the form, the shippers do it. It's not even like the company does it a lot. Oh, interesting. That's likely what's happening here. Um, you know, some sort of, I don't want to say clerical error, but just people are not paying attention really because it doesn't really matter. It's kind of like when you're filling out an online survey and you're just clicking through the buttons. That is the way a lot of people put in uh, bill ladings, unfortunately. Hmm. And you can actually see this playing out for another mysterious part of the data set, the merry-go-rounds. <laughs> so those were actually going to Apple Inc. They were legit in that way. But if you look in the description field, it says computer parts, parentheses, wireless access point. And then they just had the code for merry-go-rounds for whatever reason. <laughs> but even with this chapter seemingly closed, David said he actually thinks it's still very likely that Apple uses a unique fragrance in its stores because that is, as he said, very common with retailers. Do you think uh, Apple has a signature smell? You know, I know a lot of retail stores incorporate those things into their um, store to create an atmosphere. Very, very common. I would sincerely doubt, though, that Apple is doing that themselves and that they're shipping it via sea. You'd be flying that in. So I started asking around on our Discord for people who have worked at an Apple store. But that was not very promising. One person said, quote, when I worked there, we one time had these air scents for the pine trees display to pump fake pine scent in the store. But we also used to have these air freshener slash deodorizer things to help clear the air when kids drop stink bombs. What? But man, I only saw those like a handful of times. <laughs> so, I <don't, laughs> so I don't know. They had Febreze for when people farted. I don't know. <laughs> Still, that Quora thread that I mentioned earlier was just like reeling me back in to the idea that there might be a signature Apple fragrance. 
It wasn't even a threat. It was just one right, answer. It was just wasn't one it? really confident guy. Well, yeah, one really confident guy, <laughs> Samad. <laughs> and Samad was so confident that he actually wrote three different answers to three different questions about this on Quora. So there was the one that we read where he said it's developed by engineers at Apple. Here are two others. Question, why do Apple stores all smell the way they do? Answer, Apple stores don't have any signature fragrance, but the product packaging does. Think about how many Apple products boxes are opened in an Apple store every day. That smell is a complex combination of three or four distinct scents. It's the new Apple product smell. It permeates the store and sometimes it mingles with the scent of the wood fixtures in the store. And then another question someone asked, what is a fact that you know about Apple products that most people don't know? Oh, wow. And his answer was, the smell that you smell when you open a new Apple products packaging is engineered. Someone at Apple is paid to envision and create a pleasant, distinctive scent to be pumped into the box. Once you smell it, you'll recognize it anywhere. It's very distinct. I've never smelled it anywhere else. There's a chief smell officer. That's basically <laughs> what he's saying. What? And it seems like he's very confident about it. It seems very authoritative. Billy, did you check LinkedIn? Yes. And uh, it from his LinkedIn, it seems like he definitely No, not works. for him. Oh, for the, his for the smell No, I job. mean looking for yeah, a fragrance, for the, fragrance oh. engineer working at Apple. Yes, I did. We'll get back to that in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Billy's like, yes, and I went to his home. Okay. Well, well I, I I did track him down, yes. And eventually he he agreed to do an interview. Oh my god. I was joking. Hello. Hello. Hi. Thank you. Thank you for jumping on a call with me. It's my pleasure. So I asked Samad when he first became aware of this alleged Apple signature fragrance. And he said it was when he was working in Apple retail, probably somewhere between 2012 and 2014. There was a there was a video training that gave us a little bit of a peek inside um, some of the stuff that happens at Apple corporate, because that was something that was very new for people who were in retail. And that was where it was mentioned that there was there were packaging engineers. There was a whole team of people that designed the packaging and the scent. You know, so the that's where I learned about it for the first time. And since then, you know, that <laughs> once you recognize the scent, you can recognize it anywhere. Like once you smell it a few a few hundred times. <laughs> I wouldn't think of a packaging engineer as uh, I wouldn't think of like scents being a part of that. I also don't think these are engineers. Well, no, like packaging engineer is a thing, right? Like somebody who designs the packaging for it. That's a whole industry. Yeah. It it is. It definitely is. You can and you can find job listings for this. Apple has a team called the Packaging PD team, Packaging Product Design team, which if you read the job description, it's basically a multidisciplinary team working on all aspects of packaging for Apple. But I was surprised this answer was sort of vague from Samad and the more I pushed him for specifics on it, sort of the vaguer his memory seemed. I liked him a lot. He was very genuine. We actually just like talked a lot about technology. Like it was a fun conversation, but he couldn't remember exactly what was said or shown in this video. He seemed really genuine. He seemed really honest. He wasn't trying to fool me in any way, but he couldn't really provide many other 
details when I asked him directly about it. I uh, talked about it. Do you do you remember any other specifics oh, it was, from it? It was ages ago. It was just it was just sort of like an insight into how, you know, we, we were talking about how well designed the packaging is. So you initially learned about it from that video. Then after that, did you learn anything else about it directly? No, not not at all. I mean, most of the time it was just me and colleagues like, you know, hey, I'm about to open a box, <laughs> you know, and then right. we'll, we'll open it up and then take a whiff. This was my best lead on there actually being an Apple designed fragrance. And it definitely felt like the more we talked through it, the less promising it was. It also sounds like, okay, so rather than there being a fragrance that was designed for the boxes, I could see something in like, in whatever training video this was, I could see someone saying things like, we think about every aspect of the packaging, yes. the look, the feel, the smell. And like, that doesn't mean they designed a scent for the packaging. I, I think it's probably more like, we think about that the packaging can't smell like garbage. Or just like <laughs> that the packaging traps yes. in the smell of the product, you know, and, and not. Yeah, yeah, or like just, just like making sure it doesn't smell offensive or not like something we want it to smell like. It's not like they're like developing a specific scent to inject into the thing. Yeah, totally. Like I said, this team actually exists and I'm sure they do quality assurance testing that includes like, you know, what does it smell like? Sure. I've definitely opened stuff that smells terrible, like like products yeah. that oh, you open yeah. the box and it's mm-hmm. like, this is disgusting. Oh, especially just random Amazon stuff <laughs> that you don't know where it's being yeah. sourced oh, from. Yeah. Like if you've ever ordered a pillow online, like oh. it, it's, I don't know. I don't remember where I ordered a pillow from, but at some point I ordered a pillow and it came and it smelled like pee for like what the first like four washes like it was so <laughs> bad oh god yeah see i if apple made a pillow i'm sure that wouldn't happen no it would smell like uh metal and plastic and leather right this is why ipods never smelled like pee <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i think you're totally right my take is that Samad probably saw this video and they said something like what you said like we take into consideration every aspect of the product design the look the feel the smell and his imagination sort of filled in what that might mean. And then, you know, just when he's hanging out with his friends in the store, his fellow colleagues, they would just refer back to that. And, and it kind of, it kind of became this thing that was instilled in them. That like the, Oh, that was, that's such an interesting little fact about Apple products. As potentially the final nail in the coffin of the theory that Apple has a fragrance that it pumps into its boxes. I started asking around. You know, we know a lot of people who cover technology, and we also know a lot of people who work in technology. And one source told me that they were told by executives at Apple that the smell is just from the materials. Of course, those materials could be deliberately scented in some way, but I found no evidence to support the existence of a singular apple fragrance so obviously we learned earlier that the mysterious strange things you can find out about apple on import yeti that they're importing nuclear reactors or merry-go-rounds or large quantities of beer or deodorant aren't what they seem and i think we could say pretty confidently now that the other 
hints online that Apple makes a signature fragrance that it deliberately pumps into its packaging, that those aren't what they seem either. I like this a lot, though, because it's like a series of very mundane things. (laughs) Right. Like adds up to something looking super suspicious, but it's just not. Yeah. I love a debunking. It's not just a debunking. It's just like a very convenient series of kind of unrelated elements adding up to something that looks super shady. Right. Yeah. And I love breaking that kind of thing down. But (laughs) my concern was that it would be disappointing to Kevin and Mel. So... I called them back and gave them the update. I think I can say fairly definitively that it does not seem like there is a specifically designed fragrance that Apple pumps into the packages like a perfume. And that they are importing like just gallons and gallons and gallons of frankincense to create. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely not happening as far as I can tell. I hope you're not disappointed. No. any, Any excuse to like call up the guy who runs Import Yeti and be like, what's up, with, what's up with this company importing all this beer and deodorant and nuclear reactors? Like, that's that's fun. I think in so many ways we take for granted the internet and all the data that's available to us. And so when you get something like this and there's obviously something off, it does create one of those mysteries that sits with you. Like, where did something go wrong? What happened that would suddenly make Apple the biggest deodorant importer in the world or in the United States, you know? So it is fun to be able to get to the bottom of these things, even if it's not some big secret that we've uncovered. It's just interesting to kind of get an idea of how these different bits of data can be manipulated, misinterpreted, and pulled in incorrectly to give you a different picture. Yeah, it's just, it's all fascinating at the end of the day, no matter what the outcome. I love spending time down by the docks. Under Understood is Regina DeLay, Adrian Jeffries, John Lagomarsino, and me, Billy Disney. The song during the TikTok montage was Monkeys Spinning Monkeys by Kevin McLeod, which I think, thanks to TikTok, is one of the most popular songs available under a Creative Commons license. So thank you, Kevin McLeod, for making that available for everyone. Once again, if you'd like to play trivia with us, April 8th through 10th, Sign up at underunderstood.com slash trivia, and we'll get you all set up. Thank you so much for listening. You can catch us every week on our bonus show. That's at patreon.com slash underunderstood. And we'll be back with an episode in this feed in two weeks. <laughs>